Well, hello, ladies. I'm going to put that there so you can see it. The guy that's helping me with all the notes and all the fancy stuff, I don't know how this is going to go, okay? Yeah. I tell you what, God is on the throne. You guys were so good in worship. Oh, let me tell you something. When you go to the house of God, don't let the devil rob you. Don't come in thinking about your kids, your husband. When it's ladies' night, be you. You know, I was thinking about what I was going to put on. Because, you know, a lot of times I don't like to wear my ripped jeans, wear my thigh. You know, for those of you. But when it's ladies' night, I can wear my leggies how I like them. As long as I don't show my no-no, I'm okay. Okay? You know how we wear those le leggies and we like to show our no-nos. That's not a no-no. Don't do no-no. Cover the no-no up, you know? Jesus is watching. Sometime I put my leggies on, my husband go, do a U-turn. I go, his shirt is right here. Good grief. Calm down. Calm down. Well, I want to honor your pastors. I want to honor them. I want to thank God for them for allowing me to come and speak to you guys. If you see a lot of spitting, it's okay. I got braces on. It's okay. When you have braces on, they, you know, your mouth do all kinds of stuff. Your lip gets stuck to the brace and you spit. And, but, you know, afterwards, you know, you got the pretty pearly whites. You're going to see me blinging later, okay? But it's okay right now. I deal with it. The Holy Ghost helped me. So I want you to loosen up. If you came in too tight, you know, your pants are too tight, take a button, unbutton it. Your jacket too tight, let loose. Let yourself loose. It's ladies' night. Your husband has your kids. Believe me, he do not care what you're doing right now. He wants you to get touched. You know, today I was just thinking, I'm like, God, I have so much I want to run and go do. But the Lord told me, don't get distracted. And I said, okay, God, I'm just going to stay here at the house all day, and I'm not going to go nowhere. And so the Lord begins to speak to me, and I want to talk about faith. And the reason why I brought this suitcase is because I was traveling with a suitcase in faith. I'm going to tell a little bit about me so you know who's up here talking so it's not some girl from YouTube, or, you know, how we get on YouTube and we're like, that's how they act. No, I'm a real person. And so I went through some things, and through the things that I went through, God begins to develop the very gift inside of me. My husband and I, we pastored a church, and we was assistant pastors for eight years. My husband and I got ordained back in 2005 as an evangelist. We're under Pastor Kelly and Esther Lorkey in Kansas City. We've been with them 20 years. Wow. 20 years. That's faithfulness. Don't go nowhere. If God sent you to this place, don't go nowhere because you can miss God and miss destination. So I was with my pastor for 20 years, and during this 20 years in 2005, God ordained us, where my, my pastor ordained us as an evangelist. We was on the road for one whole year. And so our pastor, he got another campus, and he asked us to pray about coming back home to be assistant pastors for the other location. So we, we became campus pastors. 
And so we're thinking, oh, we might do this for a year or two, but it turned out we was there eight years at that location. And I remember us evangelizing, and I'm like, okay, God, when are we going to do this again? Because evangelism is our heart, but we do other things for God because we love God. And so we had another location. We had some um, pastor came back home to get redirection. And so we took over our work um, at another location, and then we merged two churches together in one location, and we was a senior pastor. We did all this stuff. In 2017, this is where we're going to go. I want to start off by sharing this scripture in Hebrew 1 through 3. If we can put that up, because I want them to, I want you guys to follow along. If you have cell phones, listen, one thing I hate, I hate to see people on their phone when the message is coming through. It's okay to take notes, but when we come to the house of God, reverence the house of God. Reverence God, because whoever calling you is not that important. God is important. And God can have one word from you that will change your life tonight forever. So don't be on your phones. If your husband calling about the kids, oh well, tell him to take care of him. He's fine. It's his night. The Bible said, now faith brings our hope into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. Could you guys see faith? No. Some of you guys believe in God for the more, you know, it almost like you're visioning something that you cannot even touch. Faith is one thing that pleases God above everything else. Because if you can believe a God that you've never seen, then God can put anything in front of you and blesses you. Because we can't see him, but we can see each other. You see what I'm saying? So hold on to that faith. This testimony of faith is what previous generation were commended for. Faith empower us to see that universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the powers of God's word. He spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is seen. It would take some faith to step out of the ordinary. One year and two months ago, the Lord spoke to me and my husband to give up everything to become full-time evangelists. At this time, we was pastoring, so we gave our church to a wonderful couple, also leaving our older kids behind and my grandson in Kansas City. We moved to Georgia with my youngest, that's Marisol, the one that's with me. I have two older kids um, living in Kansas City. They're not with us. That was September of 2017. We put all of our stuff in the storage, and we left a few clothes to travel with, not knowing the journey was going to be long. This is almost the type of suitcase, maybe a little bigger. I had a suitcase this size when I first started out evangelizing. And I had, I don't want to go ahead of myself, let me slow that down. But it was a suitcase like this. I want you to vision because catch this. It's going gonna, it's gonna to change your way of thinking of faith. Well, I, I'm thinking to myself, 
God, be more real to me than ever before. I went through one of the toughest time of my life. I felt I let people down. I let my kids down and my grandson. I felt like a newborn person. I learned how to walk all over again. You have to remember, I wasn't a new convert. I took a step of faith on this new journey. The struggles was real. I felt in my inside broken to pieces. But I also knew the Holy Spirit was working in my life. My life became scattered pieces, like a puzzle, all over the place. I knew Jesus was in the center. I'm okay. The puzzle was coming together. I, I don't feel it, nor do I get what is going on in my life right now. So I began to cultivate prayer, worship, my time and my devotion to God. I kept hearing God say, you jump, but I caught you. I kept saying, God, why did I give up everything? I don't know if you noticed, when I said I gave everything, I want you to understand. I was pastoring a church, and I gave it away to another couple to pastor. Not only I gave my house, but I gave I mean, gave the church, I gave my house. And I sat my kids down and I told them, I said, listen guys, what my husband said, listen guys, God called us back to be evangelists, but this time he told us to give it all up and go full force. Not knowing when I left, it was just gonna be the suitcase, my husband and my 13 year old. I had this suitcase that I had packed to travel with, thinking I'm going to move eventually into a house. Soon, and we'll get more clothes later. So I'm thinking, I'm gonna move into this house when I get to my next destination. So I packed maybe 15 to 20 clothes. I'm thinking sets of clothes. Um, I only had a few things that, um, in there that I can use. And boy, passion to me. This is what I live. So it, it, it makes me take my time because it, it, it puts me to where I'm at today. Because sometimes we get faith and we read the Bible and we say, oh, that's faith. Oh, and, and it's okay. But no, faith is a whole lot more than what you're thinking. You had enough faith to get in your car to believe God that you was gonna make it here today. That's faith. Some people get in their cars and they don't make it to their destination. Faith is real. It takes faith to believe God. So I had 15 outfits not knowing it would last for 10 months. And a few pairs of shoes. And of course, all my accessories and toiletries my Bible became my best friend. Pen, paper, notebook. I fell in love with my Bible and I just fell in love with prayer. And time sitting with God. 
That's what kept me sustained. You might not never went through this, but one day you will be tested with your faith. How I know I've been serving God for a long time. And I've never been tested this deep of my life into 2017. Though I was pastoring, though I was an evangelist, because I'm being transparent with you guys, because I want you to know I'm a real person. You might see me look like this, and you, you're going to hear me prophesize and all the other stuff. But I went through some stuff that got me where I'm at, and it took faith. And it's a lady here that I stayed with on that journey. And I invited them, and she's sitting right here in the front. She can tell you the time that I was here in California that she opened her house up to me and I had the suitcase with me. And she would tell you not one time I complained about it at her house because I was grateful for what God is doing. Though I miss my kids and my grandson, <laughs> I was at her house many times and they would call me FaceTime and she'd go, oh my God, your kids love you because we're such a knit family. We were so close. My kids, they lived in the same house. I couldn't hang out with my friends. I left my friends in Kansas City. I was out with other pastors here in California and all over the places where we preach. People I didn't know. Some I knew, others I didn't. I made the best out of what God was doing in my life with people I didn't know. This lady right here means the world to me is because when I came to California, she opened her house, her and her husband and her family. They opened their house up and you know what they did? They said, come stay with us. Don't pay for no more hotels. Come stay with us. And I stayed one month with them. One month. She treated us like we knew them for years and years. I mean, it was like, oh my God, is this real? But she had no idea how hard it was doing what I'm doing. But yet, they caressed us, they loved us, they, they loved my baby. I mean, it was just like, wow, God, you, what hurts so bad, you're giving me other people, other families. And I embraced that. I knew deep down I had to grow and mature in the things of God. Many of you is here today and hear what I'm telling you. You come to church and you walk out those doors like God never changed you. You talk like you haven't been changed. When you're changed, you walk like it, you talk like it, and you act like it. Anybody can be a Christian. But the Bible says that we are ambassadors of Christ. Anybody can be a Christian. But an ambassador is the highest you can go to the throne room of God. The highest place. Christianity can be mere. You can take it lightly. You can come to church. You can act the same way, do the same thing, and still expect God to move. And God like, hold on. Wait up. 
Do you know who I am? I'm the king. I am God. I'm telling you, the pews has to get messy. In order for those to get messy, then the altar can get messy. Because I'm telling you, I told God these words. I said, if you called us to be an evangelist, if you called us to give it all up, if I go preach at a church, I say, you better show up. You better move because I didn't give it all up to play games. I served in my church for 20 years. I taught in the kids' ministry. I pastored a church. I evangelized. I was executive pastor. I've done those things. I said, I need an encounter with you to who, who you are and what is going on in the heavenlies or I'm going to miss the rapture. I put a decree out to God and I said, God, listen, you call me, you use me. That is bold. Let me tell you, you can say all day long, I want God to use me. But until you say, God, you call me, you use me. And let me tell you, he will use you. The world will use you. The world will take advantage of you. The world will crush you. But if you ask God to use you, he will use you. I'm not going to play church. Many places, I, sometimes I turn down some places because I don't know if they can handle it. I'm going to be honest, I'm the real deal. And I say that boldly because of the things that I went through, it took God. Do you hear me? No man got glory but him. No man could support me but God. For one year on the road, God did the miraculous like never before. I never went hungry. I never was begging for bread. And the shoes and the clothes that I wore did not wear out. How many times do we complain? How many times we say, God, oh God, I need a new pair of shoes. I need a new, I need. Let me tell you something. Try 15 outfits in almost a year. Some of you couldn't handle it because I couldn't. I'm like, God, do you know, do you know, do you know? Do you know? Do you know how many leggings I got in this bag? God, do you know how many shoes I have? And you only got me four pairs? Come on. He said, I'm stripping you because if I can take it from you now, when I do give it to you, you will be grateful. You will be so grateful because you know what it is to not have it. And when you have it, you won't get too high for your britches. You know how some of you didn't have much and then when you get a little money or get a little extra, you get so high and mighty people can't tell you nothing? Your eyelashes out to here, you bucking your eyes at people and rolling your eyes. And God like, hold it, hold it, hold it, Charlie Horse, hold it, hold it. You remember you was eating corn tortillas and that's it? You remember when you didn't even have fried chicken and it was beans and rice only? See, God has to get us. Because we want the easy road. It's no easy road in the kingdom. Listen, 
Boy, you lucky this stage is high because I'll be coming down. Let me tell you something. Listen, in the kingdom of God, it's not an easy road. Jesus Christ paid a price. And when he went to Calvary, he went all the way. All the way. All the way. The God I know wasn't no weenie. Somebody blow on you, some sister don't look at you. They walk across the stage. Oh my God, oh my God, she didn't speak to me. Did you see how she would look? Who cares how you look? Man, I, one time I prayed so much and cried so much, one of my eyelashes was up here, okay? <laughs> Please. Jesus was like, you should have not worn, wear your, you know, wear your real lashes, okay? You had one lash up there, oh, you know you didn't put the glue on right? You wanted to look cute until you start crying and your lashes have been mascara. And Jesus is like, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. So God loves us, guys. I'm telling you, you ladies are valuable to God. Let him use your life. Step out on some faith. I tell my girls, I say, you know what? It always going to be a prettier girl than you. You're not the stuff. It always one got more than you. You'll never match up to them. So why not be you? Why not be you? You like pink hair? Wear your pink hair and wear it good. You got braces? Embrace them now. Because later on, when you take them out, you're going to be like, ching, ching. You know what I mean? Love you. Be who God called you to be. There's nobody else like you. You're the only you. Hey, sometimes I be won't hear that here, so guess what I do? I go buy it. Please, if I want, if I want some of this curly big hair, I go buy it. You think I'm gonna be mad because her hair long like? No, girl, I'm going to beauty brand. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. If I want me some ripped jeans, I know how to go buy them. I don't need her ripped jeans, I go buy them. Be you. Stop getting, stop hating on your sister. Stop hating because she's cuter. Because she drive a nice car. Maybe her house look better than yours. Go get you some. Go do it. Go make it happen. I'm telling you, us ladies, if we don't stick together, who's going to stick together? Because the guys is gone. Guys don't, they, you know, they don't have time like looking at brothers like, ooh, his pants, no, they tight. No, it's us ladies. We have issues. We tell everybody else their jeans too tight and ours like this. Look. We think we're the stuff. Unless somebody come tell us our jeans tight. Girl, did you hear her tell me my jeans is tight? Look at her jeans. Did you see her? Jesus like, Oh, I was a pastor. I'll tell you some stories. <laughs> tell him, meet me in the office. I need to see you now. <laughs> Go home, change your pants, and don't get on the worship team. <laughs> you think I'm kidding? My daughter right here, my daughter was my worship leader. She come to church one Sunday morning, looking cute, fly. She steps out, because she drove her own car. She comes to the front. I looked at it and did like this. Get down. 
She goes, well, who's going to do worship? I said, she's going to do worship. You go home, change your clothes. Let me tell you something. If this can't hold the presence, then what's going to hold out there? Nobody needs to see how you dress up here. Nobody needs to see you act a fool up here. You worshiping and you, your hands all up in your belly showing. We got to see your belly ring. No, be modest on the stage. Where that come from, I don't know. I, that, that's not in my note. That's a freebie. People will come to me and tell me, say, oh my gosh, I like what you got on. That looked good. I'm saying to myself, do you know I wore that at the last church? <laughs> Man, I just washed this outfit and wore it at the last church. But I kept going. I would feed myself when I felt like, man, God is going to come through. It's been six months, seven months. He said, I'm strengthening you, Angela. I'm strengthening you. The Lord showed me so many things in one year than I've seen in 22 years. 22 years. And you know what the secret was? Intimacy with God. I did all the other stuff. I preached. We was traveling. It wasn't until I got intimate with God, I fell on my face and said, God, I can't do this. It's too hard. Use my life. I want to know what faith is. And God begins to work and work and work. And he did so many things that I had to give up. I want to jump down for some sake of time because I want to pray for some of you ladies. But I feel the Lord wants me to pray. But it's a part in my message that I want to really share. I was longing to get a hold of God to the point of I was crying, literally crying, praying, fasting, crying. And at this time, I'm living with my sister in Georgia, thinking I'm going to get my own place, you know, maybe get my stuff out of the storage and move into a house and I'll be fine. That never happened. Could I tell you, that never happened. You know where I lived? On the road. I didn't sleep in my bed for one whole year. All of my furniture, all of my stuff was in storage. So I was going from place to place, living in hotels when I wasn't at Karina's. And it's so, it's so intimate to me because the little girl that I took from her sister and her brother did not complain once. You know what she said? She go, Mom, I like traveling. I get to meet all kinds of people. She go, this is good. But none of you guys would have never known the story if I didn't tell you. And she was homeschooled. God allowed us to put her in a private homeschool that she did online. So she would do her school wherever we go. 
And the only thing I knew it was, hurt, it was hurting her is because she was missing her brother and her sister. She would tell me, Mom, I miss brother, I miss sister. And I said, when we come off the road one month, we'll go home so you can see everybody, spend some time at your sister's house. But not once. She's right here. Not once. She never said, Mom, when are we going to get a house? When am I going to have my own room? When am I going to go see my friends? She kept saying, I want to go to the next church. What church are we going to next time? And you know what she would do when she get there? She'd go meet the pastors them. You remember Roxanne? She would go. She saw Eddie Vargas and Roxanne at the restaurant, and she, they, they ordered buffalo wings. She'd go, ooh. And they would have never known she was hurting in the inside because she missed her brother and sister, but she made the best of it. And I said, God, hold on, hold it. You, you're freaking me out because now my kid's loving this stuff. She's supposed to be the one complaining. She's supposed to be the one, mom, buy me jeans, buy me this. No, she had her stuff in her little bag. Got dressed, ready to go. I'm telling you guys this story because many of you are sitting here today and stuff got you caught up. Things have you caught up. If God was to strip some of you today, tonight, you won't make it. I'm teaching you faith because until you know what faith is, you will recognize God. See, God provides. You have to understand, I didn't clock into a job, clock in, clock out. I wasn't getting a paycheck. I went by faith, not knowing if I'm going to get a phone call, but God kept us busy one whole year. I've been to California five times. Do you hear me? That is not normal. <laughs> Do you hear me? And stay at months at a time. It, because God is trying to stir his people up for him. Stuff is taking people out. Because if God doesn't do it, you know what happened? I'm gone. I'm leaving. The church didn't do this. The pastor didn't say this. They didn't do this. Okay. There's the door. How fast are you going to run? And when you do run, they're going to send you back. We think, we think somebody really, they really, you know, if I go, you know, I'm the cream of the, you know, I'm, I'm cream of chicken. They can't make it without me. Do you know Jesus died? He had 12 disciples. 12. That's more, listen, 12 and it's more you guys. Those 12 dropped it all. Through my journey, Jesus was reminding me of the 12. He said, you remember Peter? You remember these men? They had good jobs. They dropped it. Some of them left their families and didn't look back. Some of them left, didn't even know if they was going to die following Jesus. Some of them left not knowing if they was going to eat. And God would provide for them, even fish. They jump on the boat with him. They go with him, and he's providing for them. So God was showing me, he said, Angela, listen to me. He said, if you go, I will provide for you. And I will show myself to you. 
And I'm all along, I'm thinking, okay, God, how this is going to work? How is it going to work? And I kept saying yes. I kept saying yes. And I would get my suitcase, go from place to place, and I would deliver what God gives me. Could you go and deliver what God gives you? Or are you cold and dead in your spirit? We can't be a blessing to somebody else until we're a blessing to ourselves. I can't give you something that I don't have. I can't say I have the Holy Ghost and pray for you to get filled with the Holy Ghost and I don't even know who the Holy Ghost is. You know what I mean? We need faith. You need faith to make it. You need faith. You need faith. You can sit here and say all you want. Oh, I got enough money to buy. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, I've been there. I had a good job. I had a good home. I thank God. 2018, God called us back to Kansas City. And I go back and I said these words. I said, God, since you took my house for a whole year, could you give me a five-bedroom? Because the other one was a four-bedroom. <laughs> Today, I have a five-bedroom, three baths. Do you hear what I'm telling you? What you give up for God, he'll give it back to you more. And my two oldest ones left their place and moved in with me. <laughs> They're at home taking care of the house and all the other stuff. But God gave us more. What I was crying about, he was like, Psst, you want that little four-bedroom house? It was small anyway. You want it? Okay, go back. To I'm like, no, 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 no. But you see how God does stuff? My clothes and shoes, you know where they're at? Half of that stuff in my garage, still in totes. She'll tell you. Some of them, I ain't looked at them. Some of the shoes, I said, pack them up, give them the Salvation Army. The girls from the church want them. Somebody that can. <laughs> Listen, God is trying to mess us up so that he can use you. Maybe my stuff had me caught up. Maybe the stuff that I wore, the stuff, maybe it made a different image and God didn't like it. Maybe God said, you know what? You need to go a season and know what it feels like not to have a whole lot of stuff. Because here you are. I was wearing the same earrings, I think, six months straight. I'm like, dog, I'm tired of them little rhinestones and this necklace that hanging here, my favorite. It has like little rhinestones right here in the middle. And I'm like, oh, that's my favorite. And I still wear that thing, and all the other jewelry is somewhere hanging on this thing in my closet. I'm like, hey guys, haven't seen you in two years. Okay, no problem. And it's still hanging there. Some of the stuff we don't even need, it messes us up. A few more minutes, and then we're, 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 gonna, we're gonna get ready to close because I, I really feel the presence of God. I'm so sorry, sound man. I gave you a lot of scripture, but we, I don't think we're going to get to it. I feel God wants to do something because I'm sensing in here. 
Many of you need some faith to get to the next level. And if you don't get it, you might die spiritually. We're not that strong. You're looking at a woman, I'm strong in other areas. But when it comes to my kids, boy, it's like, it's like you, that's my soft spot. My son is my twin. That boy, I said, don't mess with my junior. That's, that's my soft spot. And God had to take me from them so that he can get a hold of me. So he can deal with Angela and who I was and who I thought I was. He had to strip me and say, no, I'm not going to allow you to continue to preach the gospel to be bound up. I'm not going to allow you to go around and preach what, what I have to put inside of you without knowing who I am on a deeper level. And that's what the Lord wants to do to many of you. He wants to meet with you. He wants to stir up a faith in you. When the devil comes to you, you have the word of God in you. You can proclaim God's goodness. You can proclaim the word of God. When all else fade, let me tell you ladies, when all else fade, God will still be right there. He will never leave us, nor he will forsake us. God doesn't change his mind about us. Whatever he purposed and said he would do, he will do it. He will do it. The word that was spoken over me in 2005, here I am today doing exactly what I did back in 2005. The promises are yes and amen. We have to believe it. We have to believe it. Matthew 6, 25. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body. What you will wear is not life more than food and the body more than clothes. All of these scriptures that, that you guys are looking at right now, these are the scriptures that the Lord was giving me on my journey. These are scriptures that helped me. You got to understand, I didn't have friends. I left them. I had my pastors when I would call them, oh, Pastor Esther, you know, tell her, pray for me, and this, this. But I had to walk out my own walk. I had to get a hold of for me. For, they couldn't do that. Luke 14, Simply put, if you're not willing to take what is dearest to you, whether plans or people, and kiss it goodbye, you can't be my disciple. This stuff came alive. It became real to me. Because I said, hold on, hold on, hold on. I read that over and over. I said, okay, okay, God, okay, 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 okay. You telling me I got to put my kids, I, I got to leave them. I got to leave my friends. I got to leave my comfort zone to do this? He said, yes, or you're not my disciple. See, I'm not a Christian. I'm a disciple. I'm a disciple because a disciple goes the extra mile. A disciple, leave it all. A disciple depend on God. 
You risk, you take risk. Stand up on your feet. Disciples, they take risk. Jesus in these last days is gonna go upon the earth and he's gonna look for disciples. And he's gonna see who belongs to him and who don't. And the Bible says that Jesus is gonna separate the goats from the sheep. And he's gonna say, those belong to me and those don't. See, Jesus never, he never said, Satan, you can have them. He said, no, I defeated you on the cross. They belong to me. And whatever belongs to Jesus, Satan cannot have. Reason many people don't serve God is because they haven't surrendered to Jesus. And God is calling some of you to step out on some great faith. To step out on faith, something that you cannot see in the physical, but you know he's telling you to do it. I had people around me say, oh my God, what are you guys doing? Are you serious? I had family tell me I was crazy for leaving my kids. Do you know the torment of that? I had friends in the ministry couldn't understand what I was doing, but we know we heard from God. And everything that I gave up, he gave it right back around in one year. One year. He didn't wait 20 years because Jesus is asking for obedience. He asking for obedience. Not your sacrifice, your obedience. Many a sacrifice, but obedience causes you. It causes you and your life. But the Bible says when you lose your life, for the sake of God, you gain it. You gain it. The lady right here, you. Let me pray for you.